Welcome, Elder Emos. I'm your host, Samit. And I'm Brittany. And on tonight's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast, we have Marcus all over. How are you? (laughs) Hello. Hello, everybody. Hi. I'm great. How are you two doing? We're good. 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 Hang it in there. Glad we could finally make it work after our time confusion. Yes. It's only been a little back and forth for what two weeks now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you guys are busy. You're you're hitting the you're hitting the nail and you're just knocking things out. You guys are getting really cool guests, by the way. So I think thank you. What you're doing is perfect. We think thank so you. too. Thank you. Yeah. It's 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 been a it's been a whirlwind of a two months. The the guests that we have coming on that we've had on and then the guests that we have coming on that some we can talk about some we can't talk about Mm -hmm. um is insane it's surreal all at the same time yeah absolutely it's just an honor like to do this like i so like i said seeing what you guys are doing and just that you're on tiktok and you're doing all these amazing things on social media i i'm like i said I'm, i'm just really happy really happy to be a part of this big thing going on well we appreciate it so like i said when you came around uh, when you came around and started following us and commenting and stuff like that, I've been following you for two years on my personal page because you popped up when they the whole musically lip syncing videos were a thing. You did one for If It Means a Lot to You by A Day to Remember. Mm-hmm. And I, I duetted you doing the other half of that two years ago. <laughs> And the, it's, it's like everything's just like, like wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. When you, okay. So we're, you're talking about that. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad that like, I, 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 I didn't know. And so you just said it and I'm, and, and like all of a sudden two years, like flashback and I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. I know, I know the video. Like, wow. <laughs> it was that video. <laughs> so this is all full circle for us right now. <laughs> Yeah. Th- okay. That's so cool. Yeah. Cause after that, I was like, okay, I need to follow you guys back. And I, th- I think I followed almost everyone. I didn't know. I, I know you two and there's a couple others. I'm like, okay, I need to like, make sure I do full circle and get everybody. Cause now I'm like, if you guys have been following me for that long, like I have to follow back. Like it just, it makes sense too. Yeah. It was just funny when you popped up, I was like, there's no way there's no <laughs> way like, ha- wait, what? Okay. <laughs> it, it's funny. Those videos, like I, oh man, like, everyone was doing like their own little versions, like the, the mainstream like trends. And so doing those and making them like emo um, it's, it was crazy. Cause I just did those videos, whatever. And a long time uh, it was the whole Hawaiian shirt thing I was doing yes. and everybody, yes, everybody was like, Oh, Jeremy McKinnon and like some other, other people. But then like, I did that specifically and I, and I have to go back and find it, but like a day I remember commented on one of those. Yeah. I tripped out. What? I was like, what? It was one of the earlier videos. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna find it. And when I do, I'll sh- I'll show you. Like they Please commented do. and they're like, Jeremy question mark. And I'm like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I made it. I made it. Oh my gosh. But it's only when I have a full beard. When I when I trim it down, everyone's like, ah, whatever. And then it starts to grow in. And then they're like, like alternative press the other day did that. And that tripped me out. Alternative press, fearless records, hopeless records. They're all like. They're like, Jeremy, is that you? Jeremy, what, what, how come you're not on the, like, what, how come you're not with the band right now? Or Jeremy, when's the next song coming out? And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> you guys are so nice to me. And then like me and Alternative Press were just doing a back and forth for like uh, two or three days straight. So I'm like, whoever's doing that, you're awesome. <laughs> Whoever runs Alt Press's social media is on it. Mm-hmm. Freaking like, on it. Yeah, I could care less if it's the CEO or if it's just if it's someone at the bottom. I don't care. The fact that Alternative Press is doing that, that that's a that's a dream come true. I feel like they're kind of like, uh, you know how they're, there's always these posts about how like Wendy's is super savage when it comes oh to all the God, other fast food chains. Really that's alternative press in the music scene right now. And I yes. love it. Oh my gosh. They come up there and they just do their thing. And they're like, we're, we're going to be coming like gun or uh, guns blazing. And it's so cool. Cause like all like, like we have the magazines or we check them out on like the, um, like VH1 and everything else like that. And that's as far as we've gotten for like 20, 20 plus years. But then like, TikTok has been a platform where like literally all like alternative press can just hop on. I'm just going to start commenting on everybody. And it's like mind freaking blown. Yeah, <laughs> It's just, it's mind blowing to the fact that social media now puts you on a level where nobody's untouchable as far mm-hmm. as like having contact with them. Like yeah. alternative press is one of them. Like the, we, when we first started, like the first two weeks that we had started, Ryan from alternative press followed us on Instagram. And I remember sending it to Brittany and I was like, are you shitting me? <laughs> like alternative press, Ryan from alternative press. Are you kidding me? Like, it's like, we were, right. yeah, we were, we hadn't even had a thousand followers. We were sitting at, I think like five followers on Instagram when that happened. And it's just, it's nuts. I, I feel like nuts. that. Me- yeah. I feel like that means the most. Cause like you'll start and you have high high hopes high expectations or i mean yeah high expectations you want to you want to accomplish big things and then like when you're barely starting out and some of the bigger heads notice you and they'll just follow you or comment or share it's awesome like the um the emo night brooklyn people i i know most of the emo night people like um in that area like the emo night tour i got to be a dj for them for a hot minute and the emo night brooklyn i was i've gone to a couple of their shows and got to do stuff with them for like a very short amount of time but like they had shared one of my videos on their Instagram and I'm like, that's so cool. Thank you. Like I, I wasn't expecting that, but like, awesome. Thank you. Like that. It, it's so cool. Like having apps like, cause like Instagram, I feel like is trying to do that, but like TikTok gets to be the, that one app that no one gets to touch where it's like, Hey, we're breaking that bridge between, you know, celebrities artists musicians and just fans and you get to become one and everyone just actually really gets to be friends and i think it's so cool i've seen so much incredible stuff happen because of tiktok oh yeah and tiktok has been one of those things that if you don't if you don't tackle it like and try it and use it for your nation everything like you're missing out mm-hmm. because when we it's when we started this the the whole podcast and everything especially talking to the bands like for us, there was still that slight intimidation factor of, okay, there's these artists, they're on their own tier. And then there's us who is like your average everyday person. That's like, Hey, let me steal you for an hour. So I can interview you for a podcast of being like, yeah, nobody's going to want to do it or be a part of it. And then we shot our shot with a couple of artists and they're like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, For real? It's cool. It's like, good. Oh no no you're you're fine. Um, I was just saying it, it's cool because you go from being, um, and this I, I wouldn't even say like for myself or for you girls or anybody really like I think it's just a general thought process where it's like you go from being hey I, I like this whatever this is, I go from being that to actually 
being in the scene and doing something. And like, I think now more than ever is a very important time for literally anybody to just jump in the water and, and try something like this. For example, like you go from thinking, Oh, you know, let's just try it. If it, if it, if it flops, it flops, if it doesn't, it doesn't, who cares? Let's just do it and have fun and look what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you get, you get to, you get to like have these big dreams accomplished. Like in, in, and not any, I mean, yeah, dreams, but like even like moments you never thought were going to be possible. Like, you don't think about it. You go, okay, let's just do this podcast. Oh my gosh, this person followed that person this, or this person's on the podcast. Like I said, um, home, the home team's hot right now. Okay. They're super hot. And like, I had like, when I do my lives on my emo lives on TikTok, like everybody is always chiming in and wanting to play the home team. And I'm like, okay, cool. And it's the, and it's the one song I think I, the, 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 like everyone knows them for everyone always asks for this one song and I'll play it and I love it. And I think randomly the other day it was just in my shuffle on Spotify and I was just jamming and I'm like, you know what? Like, Ooh, I can't wait to hear more. So you guys announced them and I'm like, (laughs) Oh, trust me. I did the same thing when they accepted our invite and they're like, yeah, let's do it. I freaked out. Mm -hmm. Like, because I'm huge. I'm a huge fan of the home team. Mm-hmm. And I have been since I discovered them on TikTok. And then I was like, you know, yeah. like they're they're killing it right now. They're killing mm-hmm. the game. They're doing all these incredible things and like they're super busy. And I'm like, there's no way, which is which is fine. Like I get it. We're a very small podcast and they're this incredible group of people that have this huge following. And then it was both Brian and Daniel. They were like, Yeah, let's do it. And they spent time with us this past Friday. Mm-hmm. And they're like the nicest dudes the best dudes ever that's so cool because like i said like and who knows maybe like 10 20 years ago this wouldn't be a thing where and and i'm not gonna bash any bands but like back then like a lot of stuff was different you know like if anyone did podcasts or interviews like you had only people like alternative press and people within that um that that industry who who was doing stuff like this you know no one was really trying to try it like like anyone off the street was like oh i i want to do a podcast or i want to do an interview and like try it out like i think so much has been in our heads to be so scared and again it's leading back to tiktok to kind of give us this confidence to you know let's just try it let's do it and i love it because things are evolving and changing and i'm i'm getting to see more people get involved and do stuff like this like i just got done like right before starting this up uh i saw a friend of mine he's in a he's in a smaller uh local band but like his wife does uh like she, she's on youtube I'll, I'll pretty much say and like i randomly came across her youtube and i'm like dude i had no idea you did that i like i subscribed and followed i'm like that's so awesome and she's like oh i got on tiktok and i just started to test this stuff test this stuff out and started to become like a a regular thing and so now i decided to make a youtube and now i'm i'm getting subscribers i'm getting people that just tune in uh weekly and it's so cool like we wouldn't have thought about doing this before like i wouldn't have thought, i wouldn't have thought about doing this i'm a very outgoing person but like i wouldn't sit here and go I'm gonna do a podcast or I'm gonna do uh set things that like I'm involved in right now. Like I would have never. Yeah. And we're the same because Brittany and I back in so the way that we like to see it is back in the day, like 10, 15 years ago, when TikTok wasn't a thing, Facebook wasn't a thing, it was just purely MySpace was really the only form of social media that we had. It was a lot more, I feel like gatekeeping was a lot stronger then than it is now which is giving us more of the like the freedom to do these types of things because we did mm-hmm. this similarly 15 years ago 
with a promotion company that we had in Maryland. And it was so much harder for us to, to book bands, to book touring bands, to get in touch with bands, to talk with them. We were in a band ourselves. So it made it so much more difficult. Whereas now, since the community and everything is, it's in its comeback phase. And it's like, hey, we learned from that. We're taking our scene back and we're doing it our way instead of the other way. It's opened mm-hmm. the door for a lot of us now to have the accessibility. Um, yeah. And most bands right now are killing the independent scene where we're not being blocked by major labels of having accessibility to these bands. Yeah. Which agree. It for us is phenomenal because we get to meet all of these incredible people, have all these bands on here and artists, creators like you. Um on the show so it's it opens the door for us to be like hey let's shoot our shot because the worst that's going to happen right now is somebody says no yeah worst case scenario someone says no and you move on to the next and then you think of it this way too you'll ha- your inboxes are going to just flood you have bands like this and, and creators like this like there's two creators you have on there that I, I know uh who i follow and i'm like wow this is this is different like how you just said talk about music just shoot it and talk about whatever and just overall just hang out. And mm-hmm. I think it's cool because you get to have bands, you get to have creators, whether they're in music or anything else. Like it's awesome. Like one of them, he's uh, into music and he's into gaming. And I'm like, dude, this is so cool. Like you guys just tackle everything. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like you're not going to specifically keep it to music, which even if you did, doesn't matter. Like it's, it's nice to know that you can, start a, a passion project and you can just have it be open to anything. And I think that's what makes everything so awesome now mm-hmm. is that it used to be just solid into one thing and everybody would just listen to the one thing, or if they didn't like it, then you kind of flop or whatever you keep yourself open. You get to have anything on and it's, it's awesome. I love it. Oh yeah. But it, there's no, and there's also no, there's no limit to it. So like when we talk to the different thing, everybody's like, oh, you have more than just like bands and artists on here. I'm like, yeah, because at the end of the day, the the art aspect of thing or the creation aspects of things doesn't change. Like you're Mm -hmm. still creating something. It doesn't have to be music. It doesn't have to be Twitch. I mean, we have Twitch streamers on here. We've got comedians. We've got solo artists. We've got just average people just coming on and hanging out. Like it's, it's, but at the end of the day, the one thing that we all mutually have in common is we're all elder Evos. Oh yeah. Like everybody that we've had on the show in one way, shape or form is an elder emo. Mm-hmm. And that's not just that. by like, by choice. Like we're like, well, oh, I don't we're know. Only we've, gonna... we've had some baby emos too. Uh, we've had some very, very baby emos, but yeah. it's, it's not like we're the same. Oh, we only want elder emos on like on our podcast it's those are the ones that are gravitating towards us yeah and that's what we are so that's hence the name like that's what we are we're elder it was never a face (laughs) well i love it like you like that name that that uh that word has been tossed around so much like it's become its own major hashtag on all the platforms and like again no one has tackled a name like that like this and it's cool because you get to gravitate a lot of people and at the same time like you said baby emos like you get to you get to attract everybody because mm. elder emos are already like it's established and then everyone else who's barely getting into the scene they're like oh well hey like i i'm not an elder but like i would so love to be a part of this and then you can kind of get different aspects and opinions and just 
like views on on like the scene and whatnot it's again such a beautiful thing you guys are doing yeah and it's really interesting to see the difference the difference between the younger generation versus our generation Mm -hmm. of the emo side so like we we had the ability to sit down with the guys the guys of outsider heart who are based out of ohio um they are a very strong up and coming right now their music is amazing and they're in their very early 20s i think they're what like 21 21 maybe 22 i think Um, the oldest might be 23 maybe maybe but even still they they're a lot younger than we are Mm -hmm. and just seeing their perception of the scene versus what our perception and everything was is it's it's so different but it's so uplifting for us at the same time because it's like you know the way that we wanted the scene is like back when we were your age is how it is now granted i used to get my ass kicked back in the day being in the scene or like Mm -hmm. bullied and everything else and now it's just like let's do it it's okay it's It's acceptable yeah and i and i love the way that you that you guys go about that approach because it's very um there's a very a thin gray line because Mm -hmm. you and what you just said what it is now is what we wanted it to be so badly back then we wanted it to be this glory. I mean, yeah, in a sense, a glorified thing where like all these other major uh, genres like hip hop and country and um, even like like rock. And they, they only called it rock back then where like they got to be on these awards and they got to do these crazy things and just like how TV shows were based on a lot of this stuff. Like we wanted to have that same like I'm not going to lie. I wanted all of that. Like when I was I was man like 13 14 at the time and i was just listening to, like i'm being i'm not gonna be i mean i'm going to be very serious i was just into like pop music and like classic rock for my parents mm-hmm. i had a group of my friends uh f- over the summer just roll up and, th- and these are guys who were just in like your basic average clothing who came into like the cut the cut off gloves the beanies mm-hmm. everything black skinny everything skinny and like the eyeliner and stuff and i'm like what in the world happened to you guys like what's what's the deal <laughs> and- yep they exposed like the very first band i got to be exposed to was um and i i think i have it somewhere but it was uh it was the used it was silverstein and it was uh dr acula and those i was like i was so thrown off i'm like oh my gosh my parents would hate i hate this music and like it got to a point where like it was so closed off but then i changed and i and i loved it and i wanted so many things and like and then the shows were different like concerts and and things like that were not a thing so like even as something as big as the we were we were young festival like now it's getting this attention and i love it like there's people who will understand that breakthrough where it's like okay now we get to have this and we get to do all these crazy things and people are appreciating it and loving it and they're now being a part of it that's great and then you also have that side that's just like just so negative about it it's like enjoy that now it's a thing and we all get to talk about it and it's, everyone wants to be a part of it because it's, it's fun and it's, and it's exciting at the end of the day. Yeah, so the question it, is, did your parents hate that music? Absolutely. My dad hated really? it. Really? <laughs> so, so my dad, like my dad's also into like the classic rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. He thought it was so cool when I got into like Good Charlotte, Blink-182. He's like, all right, cool. Like this is like the now era of like what he because he would wear the he his favorite band is kiss okay so Mm -hmm. he would wear like the bell bottoms with like the stack shoes or whatever so that was like the thing so then he recognized that the you know the thing 
the emo scene, I guess, is kind of like how it was when he grew. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he actually enjoyed the music. He he would he took me to a couple concerts. You know, so. Um, yeah. But see, that's. Your, your dad's a trooper. My dad hated it. I, I played. <laughs> I think I played. I remember back then. I, I played uh, Forever the Sickest Kids, and he just couldn't hang. He would. He hated uh, no, it. He's, no. <laughs> and that was when like whoa was a big deal. So I would play it, and like he would make fun of it so hard. And then like my mom, who's just into hip hop, dude, she 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 loves everything that i do like for example I, I start painting my nails and she's like oh that's so like that's cool or like the music i'm into like the clothing like she was super like her and my grandmother were super supportive and like, they didn't care because i was expressing myself and i was just being very outgoing my dad's just standing there from afar like what is going on like <laughs> what is this <laughs> exactly yeah. my parents were the ones that very that very much were the oh this is just a phase she's gonna grow out of it it's gonna be a phase it is what it is. My grandmother was the one that was like, the hell are you doing? The <laughs> hell are you wearing? Why are you doing that? Like the first time, uh, so I didn't start, I've always wanted to get tattoos. Like I've always had a thing about tattoos in this, this whole thing. And I never got one until my parents got divorced and my mom dared that I would never get one. And I was like, try me. So I went and got <laughs> one and like my grandmother is the type of person she's, she was the one that had no filter. So if I walked in and I had like the chains on my pants, she'd be like, the hell are you trying to prove? Like, what mm -hmm. is this? So I got my first tattoo and I was, I was terrified to show her, terrified to show her. And I have the serotonin and dopamine chemical symbols on my arm. So I didn't think about it. And I pulled my sleeves up when I was around her and she was like, she goes, Sam, the hell is that? And I was like, what? She goes, you have a tattoo on your arm? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she, she looks at me dead in my face. And she was like, she goes, what in God's name possessed you to get stop signs with freaking flowers on your arm? You know that's going to be permanent, right? It's like, yeah, I'm fully aware. I was like, do you not know that your grandson, my brother, has power stroke on the inside of his arm? You didn't give him shit for that. And she oh goes, hey, what? Oh my God. It was a whole thing. Whole thing. Oh, but now, like, you, you ratted baby Joe out. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. You're not going to come at me for my stop sign with flowers and then stop oh. not going in for power stroke on the inside of his arm. Oh, oh man. God. That was with my gauges and my nose ring. Like I, like I, I did all this after I moved out of my dad's place, but like during when me and my sister were living with him, like my sister was getting tattoos. My sister, my, my sister's four years, five years younger than me. Keep that in mind. Okay. Five years younger. And she's doing like the crazy earrings, the, the piercing, everything. And my dad was just like, well, she she's just doing her and i'm like well i want to do like and i had a little tiny tattoo like this little guy right here little itty bitty like and it's sweet it's not demonic it's not demeaning it's literally a love strong with the heart and my dad just grilled the crap out of me and i'm like i feel like you know what i'm gonna turn into i feel like you know like we'll go like 10 years from now and you know this is exactly what i'm gonna look like and you're gonna hate it that's why you're trying to like hold it back and it's just funny it's it's crazy like and we all we all kind of have like the same background it, yes. music tattoos and we do this and like you you look at us now like in our elder emo stage and we all have a general look and i love it, it yeah. it's, it's pretty cool like we're and and like we went strong we went heavy back then mm -hmm. with being like um like the scene emo phase and then now 
like we're super mellowed out we're like hey we just want yeah. to we have our music now we have our style like we just go to our shows and we kick it mm-hmm. like we're so you know i had this conversation i was uh i was a guest on a podcast earlier called whiskey and wisdom or wisdom mm-hmm. and whiskey and we were talking we were talking about the same exact thing and the way that i feel and please both of you correct me if if i'm wrong or you feel otherwise but when we were going through this phase and, and everything back in the day, it was almost like a taboo type of thing for a lot of people because nobody understood it, which made it a lot harder for us at that time. But then it's like, once we hit adulthood, it's like, once we hit adulthood, graduated college, got real jobs or whatever, it's like, we got into this mindset that, oh, well, we can't be that type of kid anymore because society doesn't accept that as an adult. So we came like, closet emos for lack of better term like it was still there it was never a phase but we were never extroverted about it or yeah putting it out there but then it's like now the scene's making a comeback and we're like okay so hey i'm one of them too nice to meet you it's like Mm -hmm. having our own little emo aa meeting of hi my name's (laughs) samit i'm still an elder emo yeah and it's like it's okay now for us to be like that like I'm a bank manager during the day and I'm completely covered in tattoos and everything. So it's like, it's okay for me to be that now and not be judged by it. Whereas oh, yeah. I used to think that it was not okay to be an adult and still into this, which is, I think where we lost that five to seven years of the scene. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. Like I, my day job, I, I'm a school photographer um, at a bunch of the school districts in my area and then, well, that's a day job. But then, like, my 24-hour, 365 days a week uh, job, I think I said that right. I don't know. Every yeah. year, this <laughs> is my job for the last three years, is that I, I started my own music business. And I, I, t- I focus more along the lines of, like, the local community, local scene of out-of-state bands, local bands, and kind of build them up. And, um, like, I, I take on, like, bands and I manage them as, you know, a clientele thing. And, like, I do all that. So, like, I, I think like 99% I agree with you. And then that 1% was like always me hoping, like, I guess it's a hundred, I'll say hundred percent. I was always hoping that like, I could just be myself and just do stuff like that and kind of hope like, Oh, Hey, maybe, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll gravitate to some friends or like that, or maybe they'll gravitate to me. Cause like my girlfriend, she was very well aware of all those bands and she had her own phase and she, and for her, it's different. She's like, Oh yeah, it was a phase for me, whatever. But like, she fully supports and acknowledges like for me, she's like, okay, you paint your nails, the skinny jeans, you do all this market. She's like, it's cool. It's whatever. Like, as long as you're happy. And mm-hmm. I love that because you have, like I said, the, the people who, who they choose to accept it as a phase. They did that, whatever, but they'll still, she'll still go to an emo night with me and we'll go to a concert, whatever. And she will rock out. Like, I love how evolved the scene has become for whether you're, you consider it a phase or not because at one point you were and you can't pass up a concert that has you know your ogs on there you can't yeah oh yeah but the the flip side of that and i feel like i'm gonna get a bunch of shit for this when anybody listens to this episode i feel like we owe a lot to gen z as well when it comes to this because gen z is very much in excuse my language a fuck around and find out type of stage (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for everything that they do so but they're they're one of those ones that like i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want you can't tell me what i'm gonna do like they're the ones that are like pushing those boundaries and then we're like the grandparents in the back that are like yeah yeah they said it what they said yeah so it's, yeah 
it's well i feel like we were like that back in the day though like i mean to a degree i was i i don't know about y'all but i was i was i was fighting the system i was going all the way out there like I agree. Like, like sometimes Gen Z really rubs me the wrong way where I'm like, why? Oh my God. But then at the same time, I like it because especially for the music scene, like I will listen to all my, my OG stuff. I listened to back in high school and like, like middle school going into high school. But then like I listened to, and, and I guess you can say it's very controversial for me. Cause like anyone who listens will probably be like, okay, Marcus, uh, of course, but like I, I'm very open to all types. Like I will be super open to, um like if silverstein drops another album great that's awesome and then i'm that part of that ratio and it's just literally the music and like i've been able to talk about this a couple times on other podcasts and things like that where it's like um and by all means if you guys don't agree this this makes this episode that much more better if you guys don't agree that like i i'm all gun for like what machine gun kelly's been doing because he's opened other musicians who who are either not in the scene who are trying to do it and make it work or he lets these smaller pop punk emo bands who are trying to do it and who weren't getting attention and all of a sudden hey like oh this band's been trying to do this like this there's this pop punk band that's literally been trying to get in the scene for the last five years hasn't worked out but because all of a sudden like 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 other artists are trying to make it mainstream and do it again then these other bands get discovered and i'm like people don't recognize that little bit that that some of these other like i guess you can say celebrity musicians i've i've heard the term being slapped around celebrity musicians are doing they'll do their thing they'll get noticed they'll get like either hate or love and then all of a sudden these smaller ones that are actually like pop punk emo bands get the attention i'm like no one's paying attention these 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 other bands that are like really trying hard that are like neck deep influenced or like um like the used influence they're trying they're trying really hard but now all of a sudden you guys recognize them there you go so I'm really glad you brought that up because Brittany and I are very much, we're, we're two very different opinions on that when it comes to that topic. So I, mm-hmm. I firmly agree with you. I feel like while I, I don't understand a lot of MGK making the huge switch and trying to do the emo girl thing, I'm not necessarily a fan of emo girl at the end of the day. Yeah. However, I'm a fan of the fact that he is using his platform to bring more attention to the scene itself because it's always been an underground scene that's always struggled because people don't necessarily get it and Mm -hmm. he's bringing the attention to it. Well, maybe I may not like MGK, but I like what he's doing for the community, for the community and for the scene. And on the same token of that, it's like the same thing now that like Kellen Quinn is doing. Kellen Quinn is featuring everywhere. He's using his platform for these up and coming bands to put them on the radar by just helping them out a little bit. That's yep. what this scene needs. That's yes, absolutely. what it needs. And I wish that was a thing when we were growing up. Yeah, but, it was. Very, oh, go ahead. No, I'll say, but I, I agree with you. I completely it was, agree with you. It was very cut off. Very, very cut off. And I'll be honest, like that, that's what brought me to like, when I was younger, like keeping to myself, like it, it's crazy. And like me and my girlfriend, we've talked about it before. Like this scene can be such a beautiful thing, but then it can also be a very, very ugly, ugly, like double-edged sword. Like we yep. will be like right here, we can be so inviting and so welcoming, but then the moment something is not what it was, like we, we, we hate it. And I'm like, 
we need change. Like you just said right there, like Kellen Quinn gets featured. Like it's because of Kellen Quinn that I got onto Magnolia Park. Mm-hmm. Had I not been such a big fan of Kellen Quinn, I would have never discovered Magnolia Park. And that's how they were discovered. And then now you, there's this another artist called, uh, and I could be pronouncing it wrong, Titus. Mm-hmm. He did a song, a collaboration, and, and I love his music. I love his music so much. And it's like, where did that come from? Kellen Quinn was featuring all, all these artists or he was featured on all these tracks. And how come that wasn't a thing back then? And who knows, maybe for him or other artists, that's what that's what like labels and that's what just the direction that what the scene was doing. You know, like, again, mm-hmm. I, I swear, TikTok, man, as much of a gift and curse as it is, like it, it gave people a chance to stand out and speak of what we want because like we'll want tours and we'll want shows and we'll want collaborations. But like at the same time, we like low key, we do want change, but we want change to be done a specific way. And if it's not done that way, we're very uh, we're very against it. And it's like we can't do that. Like what got us into this in the first place? You know, there was change. There was change in what what, what the music used to be, what, what music was like. We all were raised on like classic rock or hip hop or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, like Silverstein was introduced to us. Like when I first heard Silverstein, I was like, oh, my gosh, like my mind was blown. And then I stopped listening to like pop music and the classic stuff. And I just I just dove into my space and I was like, where can I get more bands like this? And then so on and so forth. Like we I, I fully agree that we need change because then artists will feel more comfortable. And I think that's the main thing, comfortability. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, you're not, you're just not going to do it. Great opportunity mm-hmm. or not. You're, you're going to be too scared that you're going to get torched for it. And Calvin Quinn is one of those artists who've never been torched. Like people are looking at him like, what, what, who's he going to feature next on? Or what's he going to do next? Like, I love what he's doing. It, he's definitely opening those, those, um those doors. And and then, yeah, like MGK, like, he, like, I like, I loved a lot of his stuff. And whereas I don't agree with all of his personal decisions, like, like, eh, like the whole stuff, not stuff like that, for example, I'm like, I mean, you could avoid that. You could totally avoid it and not do it. But then at the same time, publicity, you're, you're getting more attention. Like I see what you're doing, but just kind of, kind of be careful with what you're doing. You know, like mm-hmm. everyone was like, Oh, I'm not into emo girl. And it's funny because people who were into tickets to my downfall, Emo girl came out. They hate him. Mainstream sellout came out the other day and everyone loves him again. I'm like, you guys just pick and choose. Like there are a lot of songs where I'm like, I immediately skip or I'm just, or I'll listen full through. And I'm like, oh man, that's not great. But I won't go out of my way to, to bash anybody. Like I've, I've, I've been in a band before I've helped a lot of the, the smaller heads around. And I'm like, at the end of the day, we all just need to be very supportive. If you don't like, and then there, there's a guy on TikTok right now. He, he's doing, I don't know his name. He's a blonde guy and he's trying to do this thing and people are just coming after him and he's just, he's just trying to make pop punk music. People are coming after him. And I'm like, keep doing, I comment. I told him, I said, keep doing what you're doing, man. Like you're, 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 you're the change. You're the change that we need, but we won't accept until, you know, everyone accepts it. it it's wild. But overall, I, I love what's going on in the scene. And I, I, that's it. Brittany, you want to talk about your side of that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I, I get where you guys are coming from 100%. We've had bands basically say the same thing. I get it. I just, I don't know. He's an egotistical. Beep. <laughs> 
<laughs> and see, that's why I, I said can't that's stand him. But like, then there was a TikTok with him on stage with this little girl who, at one of his concerts, like her sign got messed up by like adults. Like they ripped her sign up. He brought her up on stage and like she was up there singing with him and it was great. But then he makes those stupid ass TikToks like, I'm an emo now. And he's like, he's just a whatever. Dude, Eminem murdered your rap career. Let's just leave it at that. Like, and see, that's why I said I, I love discussions. I love the back and forth. Like it'd be great. It's cool if we're all one sided on one way or another, but like getting to go do getting to do like this back and forth. Like, yeah, Tiffany, I still think you're a cool person. Yeah. Doesn't, no, doesn't that's what I'm saying. Know? Like, I, I get where everybody's coming from with this, like always bringing attention to the platform with young, like up and coming bands. I get it. I mm-hmm. just, I don't care for him. <laughs> like, yeah, there's certain things where like you're doing the attention, but then you're doing great. hundred percent. And then here comes a curveball. <laughs> you're cringy as shit. Like, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. It's like, like, it's one of those things like, hey, you're doing it. But was this really necessary? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that video of him with that yeah. little girl, like I was like, oh my God, like he can be a nice person. But then he just, I don't know. He can be extremely like just cocky. And that goes and to how say, can you be cocky when, like I said, M murdered you? So, like, how can you be cocky like that, bro? Like, get off your fucking pedestal. And see, it goes to be said for a lot of things. Like, I saw uh, Adam Levine. He, dude, he went through it. He went through a real bad spell too. He was on stage mm-hmm. doing his thing, and a fan touched him, and he freaked out. And I'm like, yeah. "Hey, I get it, dude. It's COVID. Like, <laughs> I, I'd freak out. Like, uh, anyone who has had COVID at some point has has been like that, or they just mm-hmm. don't want to catch it. Right? And I I seen so many people throw him through the mud, and I'm like, "Come on, it." <laughs> COVID, COVID, right. man. Like, like he was just trying to be safe. Yeah. But you know, like everyone, Sanitize. everyone, yes, <laughs> sanitize six feet away. Like everyone, ha- like, right. like everyone has their opinion, and I love that. Like yeah. I don't sit here to like stir the pot and get mad at people. But like I said, like we just got to have our opinions. Yeah. We still love each other. It's all good. I do. Like I said, yeah. I do get y'all side of it. I just there's something about him that. He no, I agree with that though. <laughs> I completely agree with that side of things too. Like, I don't necessarily like him as a person. Yeah. But I feel like the the big, I guess bigger picture-wise, bigger picture-wise, I don't like him as an individual, but his team, I like what they're doing for the scene. Yeah, like just keep doing what you're doing. There you go. And just, everyone else gets to benefit just from Just try that. not to be such a big, you know. Yes. Now, I do think we do owe a lot of a lot of our scene. This might be another it's going to be another discussion. I think we owe a lot of our scene and the success of our scene right now to COVID. Now, I understand that COVID COVID is a thing. It's not a nice thing. People don't like to talk about it. It's taboo. It's whatever. And I get that. But if you look at all of the talent and things that manifested from COVID, it is incredible not only that but all the bands that are making a comeback prime example simple plan and some 41 are going on tour again and releasing new albums scaring kids scaring kids just made a comeback alexis on fire made a comeback like all of these hawthorne heights is another one that just popped up back up out of nowhere all Mm -hmm. of these bands that we grew up with like i don't know i don't know if there was something in the water or there was clearly something in the air so it's covid but it it opened all these doors for like history to repeat itself. And everybody's like, you know what? 
I'm not done yet. And here we are. And all these up and coming bands that were inspired by them are now getting the chance to be with them, like Magnolia Park. Magnolia Park is touring with Mayday Parade and Real Friends, but then they're also going to be touring with Symbol Plan and Sum 41. Yeah. And it's just, uh, we owe a lot to COVID for that because it gave people really the time to, to sit down, think about what they wanted, like focus on their music and art and things like that. And 2022 came back, the world pretty much opened back up and we're like, they're like, we're going to take it back. This is our scene. It's ours. Try me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely like and again to touch up like anyone that's listening like it covid's very bad it's still a yes. thing you know yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. completely we were, we're not we're glorifying not, it whatsoever no. not at all no. no no it's no. just i like to think that it gave a lot of um a lot of talent time to sit back because everyone was thinking oh well my tour was canceled and all this was done and i've had i've had um bands i've worked for that who have the exact same feeling oh i can't go on tour i can't do this now well that's okay hop on tiktok and blast your music or hop on any type of like Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and post about your music all this time where, where bands are like busting tours, busting records, but back and forth, rinse and repeat. Like it was very exhausting. And a lot of bands, I believe, well, and a lot of bands have talked about that, like new fun glory and all them. They took the time off because they were just beating themselves black and blue. Well, now you were able to take this like two, three year hiatus from doing tours and you can just focus on music. You can focus on just doing that being being yourselves being whatever you want to be when you're uh when you're pressing your music out like pre-saves now pre-saves are like i've i've come across that pre-saves are at their high peak of performance now than what they were back then back then hey pre-save this uh, and i'll be honest no i never did because mm-hmm. hey the record will come out or you guys will be on tour and then that's when i'll i'll do that but now not being able to go on a tour, see a show or anything like that. And a band drops the pre-save, like bam, 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 bam. I'm, I'm, I'm triple clicking. I'm sharing it. Like everyone's talking about it because all we had for the last two, three years is that time to just sit and wait, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of local bands too, like the world was shut down for like how long. So like they didn't have to go to their day jobs. Like they could literally write their piece of, you know, their music or whatever and collaborate with their band. I think they did have more time for that too. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of bands who jumped on an opportunity. Yeah. You know, and yeah. They, I think they... it's, I would have, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I feel like it was a, it was a rude, not necessarily a rude awakening, but it was, it was a big realization for a lot of people um, of all ages. But I mean, being an elder millennial, I'm going to relate to elder millennials more than anything else. It gave us the chance to, really see just how fragile adulthood actually is for us. Like when it comes to having that normal day job or not having a job and then financial struggles and things like that. But it gave us this chance to kind of reassess where we were and what we actually wanted out of life. Mm-hmm. So that way we didn't get stuck in this whole momentum of being an adult. It's like, okay, the world shut down. Everything that we're used to knowing and doing, we can't do right now. But now it's like, okay, well, what can I do? What did I enjoy that I can now capitalize on or revisit and do to create something? Mm -hmm. That's why small businesses have made a huge comeback over the past two years, because at that point, it's like, I've always wanted to do this. So why don't I try it now? There's nothing for me to lose. I'm not doing anything. Let me try it. And it's for most people, it's turned into a major success where they don't have to. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, it's like, it was kind of like the second chance I think all of us needed to figure out exactly what we wanted to do. 100%. At the end of the day. 
because I, I, I don't we wouldn't be here doing this if it wasn't for it i don't think no not at all i mean it would just be a thought yes oh it'd be cool if i could but you know i just and you just fill yourself with so much doubt yeah because i thought this whole the whole music thing and us doing this was over like we did it back when we were in high school and we were younger and i was like we'll never do this again and then all of a sudden I just had the thought one day and I was like, you know what? Like I'm not doing anything outside of work and I'm like interacting with all these incredible musicians on TikTok. Why don't we see if we can do it again? We took the risk and it paid yeah. off. You guys have already established those, the, that, like that bond to where yes. like, Oh, Hey, this like Sam and Brittany, you guys are all cool. Like, Oh, well they just started something. Yeah. Obviously I get along with them. They, they seem like nice people. You do, you do an episode and they get to know you, you get to know them and you always have that connection. We're like, Hey, if you want to do this or like if they come over and just hit you guys up, like, it, like either way, it's, it's a whole community, a, a whole community that's recreating itself. Yeah. The community right now is also so supportive mutually. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the bands we've interacted with, usually it's, this is not an insult to any musician or band or anything else or whoever was listening to this. But before it was always one-sided. Like if you supported a band, the band didn't always necessarily support what you did to get them there. Like if we had this podcast so many years ago, it'd be like, hey, great, we're on this podcast, but you're kind of on your own. Whereas now artists and bands that we bring on the show are like mutually, like they're sharing stuff. They're keeping in contact with us. They're, it's, it's, a it's, it's, hundred percent either way it's yeah. not just oh well this is a stepping stone for us it's a great thing for us and then whatever they're we're not going to support them at all it's it's like they were doing us a favor to come put like to come play a show like when we would put one together mm-hmm. it was like Whereas now teeth. they're like thank you so much we're like no thank you so much like you're super busy thank you and they're like no 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 thank you for your time we're like wow, this is weird. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. We're just like, okay, like this was not how it was 15 years ago. They were just like, oh yeah, cool. Like we came and played your show. Yeah. It's It's a whole energy that changes. Yeah. 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 And the the different people that are in the community, like we've met um, like Devin, prime example. He's on uh, TikTok as, hey there, I'm Devin or part-time poet. And he does song reviews for artists, up and coming artists. They drop him a song and he does song reviews and like breaks them down everything because he's a musician. But the way that he had put it was um, he does the song reviews. So he focuses on like the mechanicals of their music, whereas we Mm -hmm. focus on the band. So like together, we've created this entire community all based around the same exact thing that's still consistently growing or we've created this like little bond in the big picture of things that's mm-hmm. helping all of these other people get to the next step. Yeah. And between that and unsigned pop punk also posted a video. And I talk about this video all the time because it was the best way to describe why we do what we do. And I always butcher the exact quote for it, but the way that he had put it in the TikTok was like, hey we've been there we know what it's like to be in your shoes and how hard that you work for everything that you do as an artist as a musician or anything like we've been there we get it we know how hard it is to get people to care about the shit that you're doing but Mm -hmm. I want you to know at the end of the day like I see you and I fucking care and I was like you know like that's 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 the thing right that's why we do what we do 
Like, I don't, I don't care if we get famous out of this. I don't care if this skyrockets and we become the next Ryan Seacrest or anything like that. If I know Ryan that I can take, Seacrest. yeah, if I can take a smaller <laughs> band and give them a podcast interview and help them get somewhere else or do something else, I've already won. Yeah, that's that's literally the whole the whole uh, foundation of what um, of what I do. Um, I call it the collective. And like I said, it, when it, it first started out as a group of friends, just wanting to have a show together because we didn't get to hang out as much. We did this thing. We had some homie bands on there. It was it was a wild night. And um, we we're like, oh, hey, we like everyone. It's not about money, but everyone made money. The bands made really good money. They sold merch and it was a good experience. But then we're like, hey, uh, what if we did this again? And then we, you know, show after show, it happened and it became something. And all of a sudden, band, like smaller bands from well, local bands from like L.A. and like the surrounding areas. And then what really was wild was bands that were out of state and touring bands would come through and we do these we would do these whole things. And it's like, you know what, like we're, I, I'm in it for the long haul and my girlfriend got involved and then we're, we're doing this whole thing. And like, I, I can't express it. I can't spread express it enough that like, it is so rewarding to know that, Hey, like if I got to put this show on or share this band's music or whatever, and it, it kind of catches someone else's attention and they get to continue to grow. Then like, that's all I care about. Cause like I, there there's bands, homie bands who aren't bands anymore. And I just, I play their stuff 24 seven still. And one of them hit me up and he was like, dude, we haven't been a band for like over a year and you're still listening to our music. Like, like, thank you so much. And I'm like, I do it because you guys rock. And I, I, I genuinely love you guys. Like, and now I follow like all their other like side, pro, uh, side projects. And it's like, do I wish they were still a band? Yes. But am I mad that they're not? No, like you guys have to have fun, do what you want to do. And during that time of you guys being a band, you guys accomplished some great stuff. We, I remember that band, we, uh, we threw a fundraiser for them at our house and the whole backyard and the whole entire house was packed, packed. And these were just people who came and watched them. And it was, it was over a hundred people that got to rock out to them. And that, that meant everything that, mm -hmm. that meant everything to me. And it's like, we, if we can continue to keep doing that, then th then this will never be a, a dying scene again. Yes. This will never become a thing where, like, for example, the controversy the controversy of like, oh, a celebrity like MGK came in and, and did all this stuff, and now people are paying attention and it's mainstream again because that was brought up to a point where people were talking about, oh, when was the last time a, a pop punk band got to make so much attention like that? And and you know, it being Blink One Eighty Two and it being that long, all of a sudden everyone it there, there's all this talk and commotion. Well, hey if we weren't so judgmental and closed off to like these smaller people doing this, then this would have continued to be, to have been a thing like Magnolia park, the home team, all, all these newcomers that are coming in. Had we been just a little bit more accepting to the thought that they're trying to do this and not be so closed minded to only, okay, I'm only going to listen to any album that a data member drops. I'm only going to listen to an album that Silverstein drops and that's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I I will never crap on anybody like that. But hey, now all of a sudden, the home team, we love them. Magnolia Park, we love them. We love all these bands now. But why why didn't we five, ten years ago? You know, we, we should have been more open. We should have been more accepting. And then those bands, and here's the crazy part, those bands would have been mid to bigger. And then we would have had a whole nother generation of musicians and artists who had been who have been doing their thing and just kept it going. But it took time. It took time. And it took uh, like TikTok and it took 
all sorts of stuff for us to be a little bit more open-minded about that. And I'm, I'm grateful for it because now I just have a gang of bands I listen to on the daily who are not just the same bands I listened to uh, growing up. Same. It's, and, I, yes. and I love it. Like I mm-hmm. hit it so hard with, with, with these, uh, with the new bands that are coming up, this new age of like pop punk and emo. Mm-hmm. And then I also love the fact that they're not restricting themselves. Like, go, oh, Hey, yeah, thanks that we're, we're pop punk or emo, but Hey, we're just trying to make music and we're just trying to jam. And we just want you guys to have fun. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that. Yeah. This People is where know. it would also open up the conversation about an independent artist versus a record label. Because now there's so many more independent artists that, and I've said this before, so many independent artists that are out here making music to make music for themselves that they don't want or necessarily need a record label at this point. Whereas Mm -hmm. back when we were growing up, it was record label or bust. Really, if you really think about it, but it's like the, the independent scene is like taking it's, they're taking the scene back of being like, Hey, we can do this. We can do this ourselves, keep the royalties, keep everything for ourselves and not have to sign a 10 year contract and work the rest of our life to pay that off. Now, I'm not saying that that doesn't work for everybody mm-hmm. at the end of the day, but there's a lot of smaller bands that sign to a label and don't necessarily get a whole lot out of it. You yeah, know what I mean? They, so it's like, they can't pump it. Right. But being an independent artist, the only thing that's restricting you is you. Yes. So you as an independent artist, you are restricting your own growth. So if Mm -hmm. you decide that you don't want to do something, that's a you decision. It's not somebody else telling you that you can't. Now, go ahead. The one thing that I think is really cool that we've heard about in a couple other interviews is when artists are like, they're, they think the same exact way about Mm -hmm. that. When it's like, hey, independent artists are taking the scene back, they're taking their music back, but they're going more for these smaller record labels and signing with them because the smaller ones now are just being like, Hey, here's 10 grand to help finish your, like your EP or your album or something for this. This is what we want in return, but you still have full reign to do everything else. So they still own it, but they're more of a support instead of everything else, which I think personally is incredible for a musician Mm -hmm. because the last thing you want is to be capped out in what you do like prime example jojo jojo stopped doing music until her contract went up then started making it again but as herself big time rush was another one they were under a contract with nickelodeon they couldn't own the rights or anything to anything that they did because nickelodeon owned it and then they finally got to point where their contract was up and they bought all of the rights and royalties to everything big time rush and guess who's making a comeback right now they are Big time rush. I saw that. They got that tour. They got everything. They're rolling out the red carpet, man. Yes. I love that. And they're doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's be... such a powerful thing right now. Yeah. It, you get to have full control. Like there's uh, a great example. I, 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 I worked with a band. I managed them for about a year and they're big deal. And, and it's still cool. They, they still have this dream that they want to be signed. Right. But they were, mm-hmm. they were like lost and they didn't know what to do. And, um, they, they came to me because they saw me doing my, my, my thing on TikTok. And I'm like, hey, I, I, I'll help you guys out. They had the music, they had everything, but they didn't have the audience. So we got we, within like within six months, we were able to completely transform them. And now they're on these bigger bills and they're doing these. They're, the opportunities are, are big now for the are, are slightly bigger now than what they were. And it's like there, there, there's nothing wrong with managing yourselves because you when you when you sign yourself off like that you sign off when when you get to release your music you sign off 
how long you get to do this thing for. And when you get to do yourself independently, like you, like again, like you said, you control everything. And I, I love that. Cause like, I, I wouldn't like if, if, if content creators had that type of thing and there's, there are some out there who are managed and, it doesn't, be, it becomes not, uh, it doesn't become exciting anymore. Like I go through dry spells all the time and I'll take like a week or two off for like my mental health or anything like that. And then I come back strong and I'll start busting out content for weeks or months. And then I go through another spell and I take a break, but like, that's me choosing that. If I had someone down my throat, it wouldn't be fun anymore. And then I would just quit. And then, and then that, that sucks because like, if, if I worked my, if I worked myself so hard to have a platform, to have myself become like a, be an internet personality. And then all of a sudden I just stop. Then, then that, 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 that ruins everything. And then same thing for these bands, like they want to be signed for specific reasons. And those reasons are, are perfectly understandable. Mm-hmm. Do that. I, I, I encourage you more than anything because you get to continue your dream. Pay attention though. Yes. when you don't pay attention and then all of a sudden you're signed and you don't get to do anything and you're locked in then what well if you had paid attention from the get-go you wouldn't have to worry and a lot of record labels now are starting to change the way they operate because a lot of these talents are choosing to be independent and there's nothing wrong i like again at the same time nope. i also fully support being independent because mm-hmm. you get to do everything it's just it's a pick or choose like 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 I, I know bands who like they, they, they just refuse. We're gonna, we're gonna stay independent because we control our sound. We have our own equipment and we get it done. Rather, rather than like, okay, we have the record label. We have all this money. We can do the same thing, but we have to bust it out faster. And then we also have to wait to be approved for our own music. And then, what happens at the end of that road? Like you, you have to make all that money back. That's mm-hmm. why. <laughs> that's why people don't understand why bands are busting tour after tour after tour after tour merch 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 like that's a lot like it's a big deal and it becomes very straining and then we're sitting here on the sidelines like oh man they're not a band anymore well educate yourself guys because then you get to find out and then when you get to see your favorite band be an independent act you don't have to stress or worry it's literally on them Right. And that's in for any band or artist that's listening to us. It's this is not a conversation I was telling you not to get signed, not to go to a record label and do anything like that. It's just for me, the message that I want you that I want them to see and to well to hear is before you make that jump, assess all of your options first. Take a look at the big picture of things. Because right now the the tools and things that are accessible to you will allow you to do it yourself. Um, which is a lot harder. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot harder to do it that way. But there's a lot of bands that have managers, but don't have a label. Yeah. Or there's there's ones that have managers and a label, but the label's not a major label. Now, if that's still a dream, that's fine. You can still do that. Nobody's saying that you can't. But really, just before you make the jump, sit down and take a look at it and decide if that's what you want, then do it. Don't just do it for the sake of having a title of being like, oh, I'm signed to such and such record label. This is going to sound terrible. The only way to put it is don't go clout chasing at the end of the day. Think of it as a bigger picture. Yeah, Uh, because the work is going to be the same. It doesn't matter. And, 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 And we're just looking at it from a perspective of what bands back then in our time 
yes. have talked about because there's been a lot of bands who have been very vocal. One of the one of the music uh, one artist uh, we haven't talked about. And I'm not trying to talk about. I'm just saying as an example was Kesha too. Like yeah, all these yeah. things have happened, and they've been very mm-hmm. brutal. Like I've I when I heard about what happened to her, I was shook. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, like yeah. And and then you start to do your research, and then you start to put the pieces together, and you're like, that's the reason why uh, music hasn't been dropped because a lot of these artists were big, super big, and you're like, oh man, they're gonna they're gonna be around for a while, and then maybe six months to a year, that's it, and they're gone, and then they come back ten years later, and it's like, oh hey, well this is the reason why. It's like it does suck, like because you get fooled really badly, mm-hmm. and you, you think all, yeah, you think all your dreams and 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 wishes are gonna come true, and. You know, it doesn't matter being signed or not, like the work's always going to be there. You're going to have to pick up your instrument. You're going to have to. And now it's different. 20 years ago, you put up a flyer around your hometown or (laughs) how, or you get a record label, a PR company to do the work for you. Street team. And that, yes, or a street team. And that was it. Now you got to get on. And I tell all my clients this is that you have to get online and you got to be goofy or be yourself and just be whatever. And then once you start creating that, 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 interest the following then do what you got to do because that's that's just what that's what it is now yeah you can't just do that anymore prime example one of one of the bands right now that talking about the social media and killing the social media game and all of their success and everything if you want a good example of that with everything we're talking about look at arrows in action based out of nashville oh yeah i know i heard them yeah killing it right now like, I remember following them when they had under 100,000 followers, and they're now almost at half a billion mm-hmm. because of how they're doing their social media, their social media, their marketing campaigns, and how they're taking all of that and turning it into something. They are the perfect example of everything we're talking about. Well, yeah. So, what do we I do? Mean, all day we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Become a master Prime of example. that, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can, and especially because TikTok is one is a free avenue for any artist to use to help promote themselves, promote what they have, to expand your audience and everything. Granted, yes, there are pros and cons to that audience base and like your streams and everything else, but TikTok will let you literally reach the world on your own. Oh yeah, and you can do anything you want. You can have your band or you can have your music go off. You can have, you can be a small business of sorts. Like I've, I have so many friends that are like in the scene who decided to want to do other things. Like I have a friend that's in a sticker company. I have a friend that does uh, shoe designs. Like it, you can do anything. And and I think Correct. we're, we're just so scared still. Like, I think we're just like, okay, well, what's, what's the drawback? What's, what's going to hurt? What's going to hurt is you not trying. What's going to hurt is you not giving it a shot. Like, Trust me, the last thing I the last thing I, I tell clients is like, hey, uh, you're gonna need to get you know you're gonna need to get a TikTok and I'm gonna need you to do like you're gonna have to do like a weird dance or do something like trendy. And they look at me like you're you're kidding, right? I'm like, no, no, do a couple of these. I promise you, you'll feel a little uncomfortable at first, but it'll work. And they do it. Uh, there was one band that did a um they did one of those those like the Charlie D'Amelio, th- those are those TikTokers, they did the dance, they did it. 700,000 views and all of a sudden they're like oh like people were looking at them they they gained like 5 6,000 followers and all of a sudden they keep they're keeping themselves at a steady 16,000 monthly listeners yeah and not only that do, go ahead. it's same thing census the band census on TikTok right now they did the Celine Dion challenge 
They did the Celine Dion challenge. That's how I found them. Right. They I tried to reach out to them twice. They took that and turned it into their own version. Same thing. But that got them so much attention for a 15 second video of them taking what they do into a trend and it skyrocketed them. I can't tell you how many trends I've done that to, or like I'll have my girlfriend look and cause we have two different sites. I'm, I'm on emo TikTok 24 seven. She's on mainstream. I just downloaded TikTok. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the whole F. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she sits here and she goes, you should, you should remake this or you should do that. Um, a long time ago I did a, um, I did this trend. It was to neck deep and, um, hopeless, uh, hopeless. Was it hopeless records? They, um, I have a gang of, uh, of of merch and albums like from like uh, the, the PR companies would send us and they're mm-hmm. like hey can you do uh neck deep but try and like rewarp it in, in any way you can sure no problem there is it that challenge where and people still do it to this day where you're like oh no I hope I don't fall and you fall and then it's supposed to be a music or a song where like you look like you're about to smack on the floor from a side profile of you and you sing a song. Well, I did that same trend. I was walking. Oh no, I hope I don't fall. And before I smack and I'm floating, I was falling for a girl who would ask me to come over like, right. Yeah. And took off. Yeah. Took off. And it's like, you do that. And, and the cool part about that is I trip to this day when someone asks me, um, Oh, is that your, uh, like what band is that? What song is that? And I'm like, is someone trying to troll me? Like, how do you not know? Is Ashley Kutcher <laughs> about to pop out? Right. <laughs> am I being? Where's am I being Yeah. And then I have to stop, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Neck Deep's not an elder emo band. They're 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 the next generation after. And I'm like, okay. So then you you know commenting and people are being realistic. They're like, oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you so much. I never knew. And I'm like, it's an it's an ever evolving. Um, like the music scene is always evolving. And I love yes. that. Yes. You, you got to do something crazy in order to get the job done now, because like I said, we're all on our phones. We're all doing that. And just by a simple and neck deep didn't, doesn't need my help. They don't need to do not like, they don't need to ask me, you know, like, but right. by doing that video, like, man, that, that video, I think it had like over like a hundred, hundred, like over a hundred thousand likes or something like that, whatever our views. But that many people like neck deep now yeah and 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 now that's the way that's an ex, that's the form of where like neck deep can keep doing what they're doing like at the end of the day they need people to listen they need people to be interested and if a bunch of people can just do videos like that whatever like and, and, and people are always grateful the bands are always grateful like I, I kid you not i've i've been able to talk to bands like one-on-one like this like newfound glory and mayday parade and stuff like that just because of the pr companies like hey they have a new song can you help us out? And they're not trying to say, Hey, screw you. We don't need your help, but Hey, TikTok is TikTok's what's hot right now. And you guys are what's hot on TikTok right now. So let's collaborate. Let's do some stuff and let's just keep the ball rolling. And it's yeah. cool. Like, I, and again, I would have never thought like having Instagram, Twitter, all these other apps, like opportunities like that don't happen. And then you mm-hmm. have this where it's like, Hey, you're, 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 you're doing something. And, and, a perfect example podcast you guys are you guys are what's hot right now you guys are doing this elder emo thing you guys are blowing up who's not to say like um so shane todd were to hit you up hey let's let's collaborate it doesn't matter because you guys are what's hot on here people are going to want to be on here and it just keeps the cycle going and i hope 
I hope because I'm going to keep listening every day, every week. I want to see big things happen with this podcast. You guys have a solid thing going. Thank you so much. Thank Everybody you. tells us that. They're like, you guys are going to soar. And we're like, we hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. it, 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 it's not a matter of how. It's just a matter of when. Like, yeah. you guys are, you guys, and, and so you guys are, you guys are skipping um, like the, the baby steps. You guys are like, no, 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 no. We're not going to. You go, you're gonna take a big old jump, and, and you guys are doing that. When I, like I said, when I saw the home team uh, announcement, I'm like, oh, they're coming out the gate swinging, they're, they're, and and they're they're swinging for the fences. Like usually, you would go, you would start a little smaller, and you kind of work your way up. You guys said, screw that, we're just gonna go for a home run, and I think that's incredible because that's what that's what we need too. Again, like aside yeah. from like that's a part of change, but we need people that want to do the heavy hitting swinging. Okay, yes. you're not. You're, we're gonna support anything. But we want people that are just going to start knocking home runs. And it's one of those things that when it comes down to it, it's a prime for like talking about the home team and getting them on our show. It's a prime example of us shooting our shot, just Mm -hmm. randomly shooting our shot. Because what's the worst thing that's going to come out of either they don't respond or they tell you no. That's it. There's no harm. And I can't remember what interview we were in or that we were talking about that. But that was the one thing they said. It doesn't hurt in asking because all they're going to do is it was was it friend circle? Yeah, yeah. Because they, they were like, just shoot your shot because all yeah. the worst that's going to happen is they're going to tell you no. Yeah, yeah. And then you just move on, and then who knows? Maybe a year from now. I mean, we put a video out for a Simple Plan because we saw they were like popping on TikTok. Yeah. We're like, hey, Simple Plan, and then we, you know, we did one for Bangalore Park too. So, you know. We did it one for Hawthorne them. Heights. We did it for, yeah. I shot my shot on a Bowling for Soup one. Like yeah. I've seen Queen, <laughs> freaking Arrows in Action. They're coming on the show. Yeah. Uh, Gary KW, who I discovered like my first week on TikTok, who's mm-hmm. emo Uncle Phil. Like, yeah, we um. started, I started <laughs> following him and then we crossed paths and it, that happened. I shot my shot with him and it works. <laughs> He's so a it's funny like, dude. He is. Oh my god, he's so funny. Our podcast episode we did with him is the one that we had to put that explicit content on. <laughs> I've never I have never laughed so hard in my life than I did in that interview. Oh yeah. See, when you're going so ham, like the F bomb's just gonna be dropped left and right. And you're like, okay, like this is this is the episode where we can just really shoot it and it doesn't matter. Like I think we spent like five minutes talking about actual music and the rest of it was just pure life. Oh, I love that. Hysterical. It's a good breakup though. Like a good breakup of the whole thing of listening to all these. It's like listening to the band, same sort of structure, different stories. But then it's like, then you have this one random episode where it's like, we were talking about uh, something totally off the wall. We were talking talking about how his wife went to the hospital and the complete adventure he went into on that because he also had a broken leg at the same time like mm-hmm. just random things i love so. those videos like his videos were like he's like hey like a day in the life of me and like he'll just go and get ready i, I kid you not i just watch and i'm like dude he's funny like he makes his content very engaging where it's different than your average like uh content creator who's trying to push music and stuff like every now yes. and then i'll i do the same like i randomly i was walking out the door me and my girlfriend were gonna go to dinner and like i was having like a, a like a, a brain fart and trying to make content i'm like you know what i'm gonna do this random this this random uh uh tattoo video where it's like oh um 
something along the lines of like, oh, the reason why like I have to I have to, uh, I have tattoos is to be cool or something like that. And I did this. I showed my hand off. I had like a different color of uh, nail polish on, and like uh, I think an hour or two later, that video had like just really super blue, like blown up. And I looked at it. I'm like, wow, that was the, like in the, that was in terms of uh, trash posting. Yeah. I was just like posting to post. So I, I, my account wasn't going to look like it's dead because it's a thing now where like, if you're, if people, if you're a thing on the, on TikTok, like you have to constantly post. Cause if you go a week without posting, you start losing your following and your engagement. So like I did that and I'm like, wow, people were just commenting on my tattoos, the nail polish. And it was just a thing. And I'm like, that makes me feel so comfortable to know that I could just shit post or I can just post mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to necessarily be about music and it works, you know, like, it's cool. Like I, yeah. I love I love the content creators, especially in our scene that do that, because it makes me more I, I get to relate with them more. And that makes mm-hmm. me follow them and want to follow and be a supporter of anything that they do, because yes. it makes me think that you're not just doing this for clout. You're not doing this to like be a somebody you're doing this because you're wanting to do it and you're wanting to just you just want to go with the flow. That's all we want. Like you two, you're going with the flow it's not straight about music. We're talking on and off about stuff and we're, and we're, and we're, and we're having debates and we're going back and forth. I like, I don't like, and that's what makes me, that's what makes me like you guys more. That's what makes me want to follow you more. I, I I checked out everything you did and I'm like, you know what, this is a solid group of people that are going to really go far and they're going to have fun doing it. And they don't care about just being strictly music. And you just told me that email uncle Phil, you got to just talk about whatever. Yeah. Makes me, it makes me like you too a lot more. It's the one thing that we always pry ourselves on is everybody sees people for whatever persona, whatever persona they perceive online, or they like people just for their music or just for what they do online. But we're firm believers in the whole aspect of if you love somebody outside of what they create and like who they are as an actual person, you're going to love what they create a lot more. And that's what we want to do with the podcast is we want to introduce them to who you guys are behind everything to see that yeah you guys are actual people too not just who you portray online because then it makes people fall in love with you and respect you more and want to support you more and i think exactly i think that's a beautiful thing especially with the way social media is right now because that's literally all you see is what's online but at the end of the day we're all people trying to achieve the same exact thing exactly couldn't have said better myself Sometimes people need to be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. As powerful but, as social media is, you have to also make sure you take your breaks and you keep yourself on a solid path of what you're trying to do. Cause then everything just correct. becomes a jumbled mess. Correct. Correct. Uh, well, we have reached a little over an hour at this point. I'm sure we looking. could sit here. Deep conversation. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. we could sit here and talk all night long. Um, but even still, Marcus, we want to, to thank you for spending some time with us and hanging out with us. We really appreciate so you. Yeah, it's thank been you. a lot of fun, especially on the opposite ends of thing and talking more of the bigger picture of things versus just mm-hmm. talking to like about a band specifically about all of the bigger issues and things. Cause Brittany and I have tried to talk about it, but it's always better to get that third opinion in there as well. Cause it kind of helps yeah. you think a little bit more, but oh, well, yeah, we appreciate you coming and hang out with us. We're really excited for all the things you've got going on. You've got your podcast, which is the all over podcast. Um, you've got that, you've got the collective, you've got so many different things. And over the past few years that I've followed you on TikTok, I've seen all the incredible things that you have been doing and you're, you're killing it. 
you were killing it. So when it came full circle and you messaged us about being on the podcast and started following and things like that, I literally went, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this happened? This is a thing? It was a so, matter of time. It's really, really cool. But ladies and gentlemen, we've got Marcus on here. You can find him on all social media platforms as Marcus all over. Please, if you go on Instagram, be careful who you do follow because the previous one got hacked, but he does have his new one, uh, which is... <laughs> The Marcus all over Instagram page. That shocked me. I was like, is that really him? Or is this a fake person? <laughs> I'll just, I'll just say this. I was so scared because I made that new account and I'm like, I just talked to them about being on the podcast and now they're not going to answer me because of all this crazy, like I've had so many people that thought that my new account was a fake account. So yeah, please. We did. <laughs> Thank you. Cause I'm like, no, I'm going to, after you just got done telling me, oh yeah, we got ghosted. I was like, no, I don't want them to think that I'm doing that. Like, I, <laughs> I, I want it to be a part no. of this. Like, so seriously, no. thank you. Cause I was going to make a point to say it, but I, I didn't, I completely forgot. And um, yeah, please. My, <laughs> my new account is Marcus all over, but it's Marcus period. Oh no, Marcus. Yeah. Marcus period. All period over that other one that says Dean Marcus all over, please let go of it because I've had so many people almost get scammed. It's very hard. Instagram is taking forever to delete it. Let go of Dean Marcus all over. That's, that's not me. Please follow Marcus dot all dot over. Not the other one. The other one's going to try and sell you an iPhone 15 that doesn't even exist anymore or whatever else, or a, a Rolex watch from God knows where. So yeah. don't follow that one. Follow the current one. Please follow. Watch. Follow his other one, which is the Trench collective. Full of- <laughs> follow the collective. Follow everything that he's been doing on TikTok, 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 Instagram, <laughs> all of the different places. Oh. Marcus, we we appreciate you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. I appreciate so much you too. for hanging out with us. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the Elder Emo Hours and this was Marcus <laughs> all over.